Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. We're glad you're with us for week number five of high school football. Great games. We're going to talk about a bunch of them. The man who has the scores, he's the star. That's why he's the star. I'm just, I fill in between scoreboard updates. It's Network Indiana's Sam Fritz. All right, everybody, got more scores for you right now in a battle between the Wildcats. It was the Evansville Matter Day Wildcats beating the Jasper Wildcats 27-7. to Then the Clarksville Generals won with a rolling clock over the Eastern Green Thunderbirds 41-6. Western beat Hamilton Heights Huskies 35-14. The Taylor Titans defeated Clinton Central 40-6. The Sheridan Blackhawks were victorious over the Clinton Prairie Gophers 42-0. Tippecanoe Valley was victorious over Rochester 26-17. Trebusco easily handled Prairie Heights 42 to nothing in that one. The Washington Hatchets, Hatchets were victorious over Pike 41 to nothing. Seeger beating Park Heritage 48 to nothing in their game. The North Knox Warriors beat the North Central Thunderbirds 35 to 0 and the Center Grove Trojans beat North Central 36 to nothing as well. Finally, my Zionsville Eagles managed to win over the Noblesville Millers 39 to 7. Moving on to some college football that you've heard Coach talking about just a little bit earlier. The Purdue Boilermakers are headed up to Syracuse in order to take on the Syracuse Orange in a football match this Saturday at noon. The Boilermakers enter with a 1-1 record after a rough loss to Penn State and then after absolutely decimating the Indiana State Sycamores 56 to nothing last week. The Boilermakers face a tough challenge up in Syracuse as the Orange are undefeated on the season. Jeff Brom is quoted saying that they're preparing for something rough. Spent the whole week preparing for going into a hostile, loud environment, and uh, that's all we can do. So we've had the loud music. Uh, we've had to work different ways to communicate and cadences and signal and things like that to make sure we're up to speed. Uh, really, we got to concentrate, and the little things can't beat us. And a lot of times, uh, noise, the crowd, uh, being into the game, uh, momentum shifts uh, can affect it. Now moving on to the Indiana Hoosiers. Somebody's O has got to go in their matchup as they'll be in Bloomington facing the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, both teams 2-0 on the season. The Hoosiers, after a some would say lucky win against Illinois in the first week and then a, a definitive win against Idaho the week following, are looking to beat an undefeated team again this season. Here's head coach Tom Allen on what he would like to see out of his offense in this game. Looking for consistency, uh, looking for um, a strong first quarter start to be able to play at a high level right out of the gate um, and to be able to execute for four quarters. So to me, it's about us um, doing our jobs. We've got to be able to be very, very consistent up front in our technique, uh, in our run game technique and in our pass pro techniques and the way that we understand the way they're going to bring pressure. On the other side of that coin, here's Tom Allen on what he wants out of his defense in this matchup. I think they're growing. I think that each week they're getting a little bit better. Obviously, the more they play, the better they're going to get and get a chance to get out there and, and learn our system and learn to communicate and play at a high level of confidence and a high level of execution together. So to me, it's more about um, just the, the collective group, you know, so trying to be able to have a scheme that all these guys can learn and execute at a high level uh, for 60 minutes and beyond whatever it takes. So I think those guys are definitely coming along. I want to see that to continue. It's got to take, we have to take another step forward this week with the type of offense that we're about to play. Lastly, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish up in South Bend looking to put a win on the board for the first time this year as they are 0-2, taking on the California Golden Bears. And all of this, despite using a backup quarterback, 
they are still favored to win, even though they were upset by Marshall the week before, lost to uh, Ohio State Buckeyes in the first week of the season, and the California Golden Bears are undefeated. Notre Dame Irish are still odds-on favorites to win this matchup. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school football tonight in New Palestine. Over Pendleton Heights, 42-14 to 14 from Nine Star TV. Kurt Darling on the call of a very impressive New Pal win. Yeah, Coach, and uh, believe it or not, Pendleton Heights actually looked like they were going to make it a game in the early going. They actually, despite a fake punt from New Pal, they actually held New Pal to um, a turnover on downs on the very first drive of the night. But unfortunately, New Pal being New Pal, they just picked up right where they left off after forcing a Pendleton Heights punt. They end up rattling off four straight touchdowns and then another on top of that to make it 35 nothing at the half. So therefore, we have another running clock involving the New Palestine Dragons. That's now the fourth time in a mm-hmm. row that they have actually had a running clock at halftime in their game. So they end up they end up putting up another touchdown in the second half. But Pendleton Heights actually comes back and scores two touchdowns. Um, Isaac Wilson, the junior quarterback, he actually put together some really solid drives. One against the first team defense of New Pal, but then against the second team defense later on in the fourth quarter. But New Palestine, just uh, very crisp tonight tonight as usual. Danny Tippett, the quarterback for New Palestine, a career-high 309 yards, passing along with four touchdowns. Grayson Thomas, though, held under 100 yards for the first time all season long tonight there. He only had 87 yards, but he also had two rushing touchdowns. But then Isaiah Thacker had a big night tonight, catching the ball 140 yards along with two touchdowns as well. So a big night for New Pal, but they have a really good test next week against a pretty much a very good Greenfield Central team. So that'll be a good matchup to watch next week. Yeah, it's a Greenfield Central team that's still unbeaten, and uh, New Pal, the, the juggernaut that they have been, that's going to be quite a game. Yeah, it is actually. And, uh, you know, Greenfield Central, they shut out Pendleton Heights last week 35 nothing so again another running clock game in there but but yeah this is a greenfield central team that has been slowly but surely over the last four or five years just building up their program they had a really good quarterback last year in garrick sluniker who's now gone on to bigger and better things but at the end of course he went on to mount vernon and still you know did really really well but still Greenfield Central is not a team to be taken lightly. They've really put together a really solid program. They built some things up. So, New Pal, I think it'll be a genuine test in the HHC, HHC conference. So, it'll be a very, very good game to watch next week. Kurt Darling from Nine Star TV on the call of New Palestine's 42-14 win over Pendleton Heights. Thanks so much, Kurt. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. You too. John Herrick joins us from the ISC Network. Try high today, 24 uh, – I can't read my own writing, John. They beat Danville, 24 – what's the final? 21. So, try, try West, who is right third in class. Try yeah, West over Danville, 24-21. Yeah. I, I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a little uh, vision issue. This is a great matchup. It's a Tri-West team that's playing very, very well. A lot was expected out of Danville. County rivalry. How am I doing to set the stage for you? (laughs) 
Yeah, and, and on top of that, you know, it's it's a big conference rivalry. It's a rematch of last year's sectional um, when Danville lost to Tri-West 18-13. Uh, to 13. And Danville looked like they might get revenge early on. They jump out to a 14 nothing lead, but Tri-West is Tri-West. They're ranked fifth in Class 3A for a good reason. Um, and their quarterback, Ty Owens, uh, ends up throwing three touchdown passes tonight. Um, and they scored 24 unanswered points to get ahead, 24-14. Danville makes a late rally, and they score late to make it 24-21. However, um, on the final drive of the game, Trey Thompson got intercepted uh, by Sam Hill for the second time tonight. That was the second pick he threw, and Tri-West was able to just kneel it down. But um, just announced the Sagamore Conference, Bob, is very, very good. And Danville is playing mm-hmm. Southmont next week, and Southmont's undefeated uh, in that conference. Tri-West is playing Lebanon, but Tri-West is playing Southmont the last week of the regular season. That could be a battle that decides the conference championship. So, Sagamore, uh, Sagamore Conference, no joke this year. And Danville, even though they're two and three, they played a very, very tough schedule to get those two wins. So, be interesting to see where they go from here. You can hear John tomorrow on the IU Network, the IU Radio Network, as they, as the Hoosiers entertain Western Kentucky. Twelve o'clock start on that one. Happy birthday. Uh, I think everybody needs to know that. So happy birthday. Thanks for the call. John Herrick on the call to Tri-West 24-21 went over Danville. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Bob. I appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. And, uh, you know, he's going to join us. Not going to join us because he's going to be celebrating. Tonight's Player with Heart is brought to you by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, they are and always will remain farmers at heart. Another set of scores here for you tonight. The Norwell Knights defeated the New Haven Bulldogs 59-7. The South Adams Starfires were victorious over Monroe Central Golden Bears 35-19. Then it was the Logansport Berries by two over the McCutcheon Mavericks 28-26. The Floyd Central Highlanders beat the Jeffersonville Red Devils 28-14. The Hamilton Southeastern Royals were able to eke over out eke out a win over the Westfield Shamrocks 26 to 21. The South Dearborn Knights beat the Greensburg Pirates 62 to 15. Sullivan Golden Arrows swept the Greencastle Tiger Cubs 38 to nothing. Central Noble beat Fremont 42 to nothing. The Lebanon Tigers were victorious over the Frankfurt Hot Dogs 63 to 27. Concordia Lutheran Cadets won against the Northrop Bryams 24 to 17. And then the West Noble Char- Chargers beat Fairfield 33-7. On top of that, we have the South Putnam Eagles beating Edgewood 60-7. Eastside Blazers defeated the Garrett Railroaders 35-12. Delphi beat Tri-Central 34-17. The Triton Trojans were victorious over the Culver Cavaliers 42-0. And then Corden Central won by one against the Eastern Musketeers 33-32. Once again, real quick, if you're keeping your eye on the Cardinals-Reds game going on in St. Louis today, it is one to nothing. I'm sorry, it is 4-1 to one in the top of the sixth in favor of the Reds. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is the legendary Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school football tonight. Ron Colley uh, with a very impressive win tonight, 49-10. 
Uh, Eric Quintana joins me. Coach, congratulations. I'll tell you what, you guys are playing some really, really good football. Beat a good Garen Catholic team tonight, and, and they, they are a solid, solid football team. So congratulations on the win. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, we, uh, you know, Garen's well coached. Uh, Coach Dilly does a good job with that team. Um, we're, we're just starting to hit our stride now. So our, I'm proud of our guys. You know, we talk about it all week about trying to put, put it all together, offense, defense, special teams. I thought we did a good job tonight. We obviously got some, some stuff to work on, but I was happy for our quarterback, Eric Moyers. He had a great night tonight, so we're, we're building well. I'm excited for, for our team and for the weeks to come. I would think at week number five, uh, you, you ought to be – the expectation should be higher and you're less tolerant of mistakes and you need to be putting things together right now. And it's gratifying to see that your kids seem to be that way. Yes, for sure. I, you know, that, like, just like you said, week five, we should be getting things rolling and, and, and we're in the, we're on that path. Um, and, I, again, I'm excited to see our guys put it together. we got to – a good one next week against Rebuff and uh, again just taking a next uh-huh. step forward so we can hit the ground running well you mentioned Moyers who else plays for you plays well for you tonight yeah uh, you know Luke Hansen has just had a monster season he's done everything for us um, we could say his name each week so proud of him and our, our, I don't think I've given our offensive line enough credit over the last few weeks uh, we're, we're starting to gel again that group hasn't played a whole lot together as a five starting so <clears throat> fifth game on they're going they're doing a great job you okay there coach <laughs> yeah sorry took a drink of water went down the wrong thing but yeah so our our offensive line is doing a great job and our defense each week has just been doing a right. heck of a job so you know those guys sometimes I overlook them but um they're awesome. They're well coached, and they're competing at a high level. So, who do you play next week? We are at Brabant, so it's not only a, uh, oh, a big that's game, right. but Brabant. It's, it's, Yikes. it's a conference yep. conference championship. We we win the game, yeah. we win the conference, so it's 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 good for us. Eric Quintana from Ron Colley, big win for them. Over a, a very good Garen Catholic team, 49-10 tonight. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Good luck next week. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Tim Abel joins me from Triton Central. They beat Indian Creek tonight, 49-14. Triton Central, number uh, number eight in uh, 2A. Hey, Coach, congratulations. Thanks for, so much for the call. Well, thanks, Bob, for having all of us on Friday nights. It's always neat to talk to you. We had an interesting I appreciate game, it. Seven to seven in the first quarter. They have an outstanding young quarterback, that a six-four young man that throws the ball quite well. And uh, but second quarter, we were able to shut them down and score thirty-five our own. So at halftime, we're ahead forty-two. Or, uh, yeah, we're ahead forty-two-seven. We come out and we have the ball first. We receive the second half. We scored a touchdown, and then. I tried to sub as much as we could, but uh, they scored in the third quarter, too, and then we finished up with a, the score. A unique game. We had two kickers. We have one at uh, All-State as a sophomore. He's a there's one soccer player. And we have another soccer player that we don't have a soccer team. So they play club. Uh, that he's our senior, and he kicked extra point and had an interception. And 
Levi Dew, our number one <laughs> kicker, our one A kicker, kicked uh, extra point after doing a pick six, scored a touchdown. So, yikes! Kind of an unusual uh, <laughs> night, but uh, just emphasis on special teams is really good. Props to our special teams coach, Coach Miller, the staff, and obviously defense had five interceptions. So, Coach Kegley's staff has done an outstanding job. Uh, get that game plan against an outstanding quarterback. It's going to really help us when we play teams like Modern Day, who have a quarterback that's very similar. He's uh, right-handed, but 6'4", six, 6'5", six, uh, throwing those little BBs out there. gives us an opportunity to play against that kind of a play on a player on a Friday night. Well, you know what? Defensively, when you uh, get the you know the giveaway takeaway situation you have, that uh, that is a big big thing. And you, when you dominated there, and it allows your offense to do what they do. Yeah, we we were able to get our run game going. Ray Crawford's an outstanding running back, but he also plays safety on defense, so it's a tough tough task. He still had a hundred yards rushing. Uh, then our leading receiver Brad Schultz had 110 yards receiving, another touchdown. Ray. Crawford, our running back, had two TDs on top of the 100 yards. And our quarterback was able to throw for about 260 uh, with two TDs, uh, no interception. He's closing in on that 70% on the season. And, uh, that's kind of stuff we're looking forward to. So our line of scrimmage getting better on both sides, exactly what every coach wants, and uh, we're, we're happy for him. Tim Abel, the head coach at Triton Central, 49-14 winners over Indian Creek tonight. Tim, thanks so much for the call. Good luck next week. Thank you, Bob. Um, Sam Carnes joins me from Traders Point. Traders Point beats Frontier 41 to 20. Sam, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations. Thanks, Bob. It was a great team win. We uh, we were up 41 to six. Got the running clock and um, got some young guys in and. Uh, they played well. Cooper Simmons-Little is leading the state in passing yards, and he had uh, another three-touchdown night at quarterback, and, and team played well all around. Sounds to me like the quick strike capability you have was on display tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you what, our guys, um, I, I went back and watched the previous games this morning um, before school, and just uh, I'm caught off guard by how fast our, our guys are playing. Um, our, our receiver, Philip Moran, uh, had 170 yards last week against Park Tudor. Uh, he had three more touchdowns again tonight. Him and Cooper are, are quite the combination. Our O-line, D-line do a great job winning the battle of the line of scrimmage every, uh, uh, again this week. Even though we have a we have a tackle who weighs 140 pounds, he just set the school sack record a uh, few weeks ago. and uh, it's, just, it's great to watch them go out and play hard and play together as a team. Sounds to me like your uh, your team is playing very very well. Who do you play next week? We go uh, Tri County next week. So we're we're driving home from from White County right now, and we'll be driving back to White County next Friday. Well, tonight it's uh, all Traders Point, forty one twenty winners over Frontier. Sam Carnes, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations. Thanks, Bob. Good night. Thanks so much. Big game, one of the premier games of the uh, Knights. Hamilton Southeastern, number four in 6A. Westfield, number eight in 6A. Westfield with a win in this one. Jay Gilbert joins me. Coach, congratulations. I don't have the score in front of me. Please give me the details on how you win this big game tonight. Well, we didn't. We lost. Hamilton Southeastern won. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah, I'm sorry. 26. I was checking it early. What was the final? 
26-21. Two really good teams, Coach. So what's the difference in this game tonight? Turnovers. Um, they scored 14 off of turnovers. And, you know, obviously a six-point game there. So we, we had a, a pick six and then another, you know, fumble that they got the ball on the seven-yard line going in and scored. So just can't give those uh, freebies up to a good football team. They're, they're very good defensively in particular. And we just too many undisciplined mistakes tonight to beat them. And uh, congrats to HSE. They played very well. We, um, we're right there. We just got to get better. All right, so who do you play next week? Uh, hopefully you'll have the bounce back. Who will that be against? Brownsburg. Oh, yikes. Well, you know what? Every game you play in that league of yours is a tough one. And um, it is certainly, you know, you'll, you'll have everyone's attention in practice. And I wish you the best, the best next week, Jake. Thanks for taking time to call me. Yep, you got it, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Westfield and HSE, HSE winning that one. Those are two really, really good football teams coming up. We had a scoreboard update with uh, Sam Fritz. Keep sending us the uh, scores, videos, and pictures at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST. All right, to start this uh, update off, let me make a correction on the last update. Concordia Lutheran Cadets beat the Northrop Bruins, not the Bryoms. My typing fingers got a bit ahead of myself on that last update write-up. The Cadets beat the Bruins 24-17. to Moving on to scores that have yet to be reported, the Cordon Central Cordon Central beat Eastern 33-32 by one. The Columbus East Olympians defeated the New Albany Bulldogs 42-7. The North Putnam Cougars beat the Cloverdale Clovers 58-7. The Providence Pioneers win a heated battle against the Charleston Pirates 38-35. The Centerville Bulldogs managed to squeak past the Tri-Titans 14-13. The Carroll Chargers sweep the Bishop Dwinger Saints 31-0. Carroll Cougars defeated the Eastern Comets 42-14. The Hagerstown Tigers won over the Lincoln Golden Eagles 55-12. Blackford beats Elwood 13-6. The Ben Davis Giants won over Warren Central 42-28. Seymour beat Bedford North Lawrence 27-6. The Angola Hornets were victorious over the Lakeland Lakers 40-21. And the Harrison Raiders beat the Anderson Indians 52-12. Now, with 30 seconds left to go, I just want to mention that you absolutely should have the St. Louis Cardinals-Cincinnati Reds game on. If you're following Albert Pujols in his road to 700, he just hit home run number 698. That makes him two home runs away now from the historic 700 club, with only three MLB players have managed to do so before. Keep your eye on that game, and I'll keep updating you on it as well. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Andrew Smith, Crosscom Communications, the New Palestine Network, number one New Pal 42-14 winners over Pendleton Heights. Andrew, thanks for the call. Once again, very impressive outing for the Dragons tonight. Yeah, for the second straight week, New Palestine was a 35-0 at halftime and triggers the running clock, but... This was a very different game because Pendleton Heights, very well coached. Jed Richmond always comes up with a very unique game plan for New Palestine. And this week, he basically said, you're not going to run the ball on us. So they stacked the box. They uh, tracked Grayson Thomas and held him under 100 yards for the first time this season. 
He had 87 yards and a pair of scores, but that opened up the passing game for the Dragons. Uh, senior quarterback Danny Tippett, 18 of 21, 309 yards, four touchdowns. It's always a good night when you have more touchdown passes than you have incompletions. He spread the ball around to six different receivers. Isaiah Backer had uh, five catches for a career high 140 yards and a score. He became the ninth Dragon to eclipse the 1,000 yard receiving mark. Blaine Nettley had a pair of touchdowns and 68 yards receiving as well. Just a really solid all around performance for New Palestine, especially in the passing game tonight. It's, uh, they uh, went going away at Pendleton Heights. From the uh, Crosscom Communications, the New Palestine Network, Andrew Smith, New Pal 42 14 winners over Pendleton Heights, New Pal number one. And- in their class. Okay, Andrew, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Be safe. Thanks, you too, Coach. Chuck Sorrell joins me from uh, South Putnam. They beat Edgewood 60-7. to Chuck, congratulations on the great win tonight. Yeah, thanks, Coach. You know, we uh, it was homecoming, and we had a bunch of alumni, and we had uh, a few guys from the 86 team give some pre- the pregame speech, and just you know, it was just fun all the way around, and the, the atmosphere was awesome. And you know, when South Putnam, uh, you come to our place, you you be ready to be hit, and um, you know, we score we score a lot of points now too, so it's fun. So, well, you know what it is, uh, and you you have, and I mentioned this with another game earlier tonight. Quick strike capability, you can score anywhere on the field. Right, but you have to just be really impressed with what you've done defensively with this group. Right, we had uh, well, we honestly had uh, two pick sixes and a, and a fumble return for a touchdown tonight by the same kid, and it's the same kid. He was also the homecoming king. So um, you know, uh, who is Staley, that? Who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Braden Staley Man. had a heck of a night, so <laughs> that's a heck of a night for us. Oh. You know, uh, this was his first start on defense too. He's been grinding and working, and you know, just wasn't quite there. And then we had a kid banged up, and he got to start. And I guess he proved that he should be starting. So, um, and then he's homecoming king, so he's probably a, he's had a good he had a good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he had he had. A lifetime in one night. Yes, what, to think about yes. that when he's my age, you look yeah, back exactly. on homecoming, you, you pick six, pick six, fumble recovery <laughs> for a touchdown. Oh, my goodness. Who else yes, plays well besides him? Oh, running yeah. back Luke Switzer. He had over 100 yards again tonight. But, you know, I, I get to give our D-line. Our, we, we were on a 3-3 stack, and our three D-linemen really controlled the game tonight, you know. We we kind of challenge them because we're a one A school and we play three A and four A teams and, and we, you know we always say oh they're bigger than us and better than us and and our D linemen take that personal and they held their gaps and and Aiden Beatles who's leading the state in tackles right now he had 15 tackles the first half I don't know how many he had the second half but you know they 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 hold those gaps so Aiden can make tackles so you know uh, Ethan Harcourt and and Caleb Owens and and Kyle Glasson do a great job for us up the gut and and let Aiden get a lot of tackles so well it's an impressive win for South Putnam tonight 60 to 7 over Edgewood Chuck Sorrell thank you so much good luck next week thank you go Eagles go Eagles Greg Rakestraw joins me from the ISC Sports Network, Ben Davis over uh, Warren Central, 42-28. Greg, it's an impressive game. We kind of figured there'd be a lot of points scored in this game, did we not? 
We did, and, and amazingly, it was still you know several less than last year when it finished 57, 56. Uh, but uh, points of plenty, especially first half and third quarter. Things kind of slowed down by the time we got to the fourth quarter. And I would say what Ben Davis was able to do defensively in the second half was the determining factor in the game. It was tied at 21 at halftime. It was tied at 28 in pretty quick fashion uh, in the third quarter. But Ben Davis really did a, a good job of, of slowing down uh, the Warren Central attack. Keith Jackson, the sophomore quarterback for Warren, was as big of a threat with his feet as he was with his arm tonight. He had a passing touchdown to Jackson, had two rushing touchdowns. But as the game wore along, four sacks in the game in total for the Ben Davis defense, three of them late in the game. Unfortunately, Jackson got hurt about the midway point of the fourth quarter. Uh, Jewel Jago, the backup for Warren Central, got in. But Ben Davis was able to handle some, some challenges in terms of field position. The last three Warren Central drives all began at the Ben Davis 25 or closer to the end zone, and Warren got zero points out of those three drives. And it was that defensive stand that allowed Ben Davis to hang on and win this rivalry contest tonight. Yeah, it is a rivalry, and both teams have playmakers. And so, you know, it's um, it's kind of interesting. You, you, you get that, uh, you know, offense-defensive surge, and you make big plays defensively to get the win. Sometimes that happens in that. Who stood out in your mind in terms of playing well tonight? Well, playmakers from Ben Davis, Thomas Gotkowski, uh, who was their junior starting quarterback. Uh, he threw four touchdown passes tonight, ran one from 51 yards out, had over 400 yards in total offense, did Gotkowski to help pace the way for Ben Davis. He had two receivers that finished over 150 yards receiving. Uh, Marcus Reese had 12 catches, 151 yards and two touchdowns. Lincoln Murph had eight catches, 180 yards and two touchdowns tonight. Both these teams were teams that came in with well-established ground games. Warren Central, as a team, was averaging 260 yards rushing. Elijah Price, a sophomore tailback for Ben Davis, was averaging about 90 yards a game. Frankly, the, the, the running back carries were not what was successful for either team this evening. It was both quarterbacks rushing the football that was the difference the aerial game was also a big difference as well. Simply much more of that for Ben Davis than Warren Central as BD gets their third win in five tries this season. The best at what he does, Greg Rigstraw from the ISC Network. Ben Davis, 42-28 winners over Warren Central. Thanks, Greg. Have a great weekend. You got it, Coach. WNDI has been with Indiana Sports Talk since we started. And we're thrilled that they have been. John Montgomery joins me as the call of Sullivan's 38 nothing win um, over – who'd they beat tonight? Uh, we beat Greencastle, Bob. Greencastle. That's a big – that is a big win, is it not? It's a big that win. That is a great we, win. Yes, we had lost our last two in a row, Bob, so it was nice to – to get back on the winning track, we had lost on the road at Northview, which is a good team, and at Linton, which is a really good team. And, uh, you know, we were just glad to get back home. And the kids played very well tonight. Defense pitched the first shot out of the season. Our quarterback, Rowdy Adams, ran for two and threw for one. We had a defensive uh, safety that uh, – Seth Pirtle picked off three passes. That's a career high for him. Uh, we had t uh, gentleman DJ Gaines, really nice player, caught his first touchdown pass. I mean, I thought we ran block much better tonight, and overall it was just a real solid win for us, Bob, and it was one that we really needed.
Always good to bounce back, John. Who's up next week? We got Holland Valley coming in next Friday night, and they just had a huge win against Northview tonight in the conference, and <laughs> right. it doesn't get easy at all. They'll be a handful for sure, but we're looking forward to a great game, Bob. Sullivan over Greencastle, excuse, over Greencastle tonight. John Montgomery from WNDI. John, as always, thanks so much for the call. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Bob. You too. Thanks very much. Coming up, more football, week number five of the high school football season. I know it doesn't seem possible. Just to let you know again, pairing show on October the 9th. Paul Condry and I will be live from the IHSAA headquarters, 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock, right around the corner. More football when we come back after Sam Fritz's scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. More high school scores to get to, as my, as you may have just heard with Greg Rakestraw on the program. The Ben Davis Giants defeated Warren Central 42-28. to Seymour over the Bedford, Bedford North Lawrence Stars 27-6. Angola beat Lakeland 40-21. to The Harrison Raiders defeated Anderson Indians 52-12. to Alexandria Monroe beat Eastbrook 49-33. to Adams Central won over Heritage 42-7. to Cincinnati... <clears throat> Sorry, Cincinnati Country Day out of Ohio beat Park Tudor 34 to 20. West Side beating Taya Bowman 62 to 12. Blackhawk Christian won over Rock Creek 65 to 22. Pioneer wins over Caston 50 to 14. Valparaiso beat Michigan City 35 to 14. Gibson Southern upended South Warren out of Kentucky 28 to 24. Heritage Hills beat South Spencer 55 to 19. Wheeler wins over South Central 35 to nothing. Hanover Central sweeps River Forest 35 to nothing in that game as well. North Posey beats Tell City 35 to 7. Munster over Morton 35 to 6. Merrillville beats Portage 35 to 13. And Lowell beats Griffith 27 to 7. If you're keeping up with this Cardinals Reds game, the Reds just retook the lead 5 to 4. Once again, Albert Pujols in that game just hit home run number 698 on his way to join Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth, and Hank Aaron in the elite 700 club. Only two home runs away from history in Major League Baseball this year. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Modern Day beats Jasper tonight, 27-7. Modern Day number 7-2A. Chris Norton from WITZ and Jasper on the call. Chris, I'm sorry for the wait. I apologize. Tough night for the Wildcats tonight. Hey, no problem. Yeah, Modern Day playing spoiler on homecoming. It was homecoming on a number of different fronts. If I can get a shout-out at the end, I would, I would like to do that. But Modern Day, Jasper was able to come out, really establish their pace of play. At 555, they drained off the clock their first possession, driving all the way down the field at 77 yards for a touchdown. That would be the last time they found it pay dirt. Modern Day would come back with touchdowns in the latter half of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, and Jasper with a chance to go drive down the field and touch tie things up, puts the ball on the turf, 19-yard scoop and score the other way, and it felt like the error came out of the tires at that point. 27-7, your final modern day over Jasper. And I had mentioned homecoming to Jasper, just had their Hall of Fame induction, 23 members, including Ray Howard, former baseball coach, Terry Gober, mm-hmm. who joins mm-hmm. me up in the booth, and also Scott right. Rowland being honored just before the game for tonight. That's a big night now. You're talking about luminaries. You're talking about legends down in that in that city, for heaven's sakes. What a Absolutely. great group of guys. 
Absolutely. 23, uh, Denny Lewis, a former athletic director, father of Michael Lewis, now at Ball State, right. and Brian Lewis with IHSAA. So it, really just about any angle they've got covered in Jasper. He's Chris Norton from WITZ in Jasper. Evansville Modern Day beats Jasper 27-7. Chris, thanks so much for the call. Have a great week. You too. Thanks, Bob. Whiteland is number one in 5A tonight. They beat Perry Meridian 27, four, excuse me, 47 to 23. Darren Fisher joins me. Coach, congratulations on another impressive win tonight. Uh, thank you, Bob. It was one of those deals we had to survive. Uh, Perry Meridian came out and opened the game with a long seven-minute drive to take an eight-to-nothing lead and kind of had us on our heels a little bit. And uh, our kids came back, and then Perry Meridian came with two big scores in the third quarter and got it to within a two-score game. And, uh, you know, we, we had to throw the football well tonight. Kevin Denham threw the ball well, uh, extremely well. Probably more passes than we've thrown a game in a long time. And, uh you know, that's a credit to, to what Pair Meridian did. We took what they gave. Cooper had a great night catching the ball. It's tight end. And uh, it, uh, like I said, we, we had to find some different ways to score. So right. sometimes you survive in advance, and um, we were able to do that. <laughs> well, it's good for you to get uh, knocked around a little bit, you know, and have, you know, look at people putting uh, points on the board, get your guys' attention. Yeah, we we didn't start fast. You know, we like to start fast, and that's something we kind of right. hang our hat on. We really didn't do that tonight. Um, but but again, I, I'm I'm proud of the kids for the way that they uh, responded to uh, a little bit of adversity there. And um, you know, I, we just we're just gonna we're just gonna move on to the next one. We just got to get ready. You know, Martinsville had a big win tonight, and we've got them next week down at their place, and uh, it's a big game in the conference race. And um, you know, tonight, like I said, tonight was one of those nights that you just you survive, mm-hmm. and you move you move on to the next one. So you know, sometimes you got to win one when you don't have your best stuff. And uh, again, a lot of that was attributed to Perry Meridian. Coach Cooper's group played uh, some inspired football tonight. They were they were they were very physical tonight, and uh, it took us a little took us uh, it, it just took us a little bit to get going. Whiteland 20, excuse me, 47-23 winners over Perry Meridian tonight. Darren Fisher, congratulations to the number one Whiteland Warriors. Thanks so much. Good luck next week. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to talk more high school football. Brian Sullivan from WNAS will join us. We'll talk a little ball also. Coach Greg Barrett from South Vermillion will join us. Coach Brian Duggar from the aforementioned Martinsville Artesians. A lot more football. One more hour to go after the uh, scoreboard update coming up. We're glad you're with us. And don't forget to join us tomorrow night for our Saturday night show. We're talking a lot of college football. Uh, A lot of football coming up this weekend on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Greg Barrett from South Vermilion joins me. They beat Covington 53-6. Great win, Coach. Congratulations. Yeah, it was a great night. We, we got off a little slow, um, but uh, we, we, we threw a pick. They, they scored the next couple plays. We got down 6 nothing. but by halftime, it was 42-6. to I'm, I'm real proud of our guys, how they came out tonight. I mean, it was a, it was a good battle. We're getting better each week, and that's what you want to see. That is exactly what you want to see. So, you know, you come back, they stick one on you on the pick six. Credit to your kids to bounce back. 
yeah, I mean, these guys, you know, we're young in a lot of spots, but we're experienced because a lot of them played so much last year as freshmen. Um, you know, so we're very excited about where we're going and what we're doing. And, you know, every game gets bigger for us. You know, we're, we're glad to be the position we're in. Um, you know, this week will be a, a big game. We actually play this Saturday. Uh, Riverton Park will come over on Saturday and play us. Uh, but, you know, getting through tonight, we're going to enjoy this. And the thing I'm most proud of about tonight, uh, Coach, is the fact that for our Tackle Childhood Cancer game, we raised over $10,000 at, at, at South Million tonight. It was incredible. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad you shared it with me too, Coach. I, I appreciate that very much. That's the um, biggest. South Vermilion, don't go ahead. Well, I just want to say that's the that's the best thing we got going right now. And yeah, I want to thank yeah. all those guys out there that are doing these games. We got more games next week, and um, you know I'm excited to see where we're at with those totals. But uh, you know we appreciate everybody that's uh, you know fighting the cause. Well said, Greg Barrett. South Vermillion, 53-6 winners over Covington. Good luck next week, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Brian Sullivan, WNAS, New Albany, losing to Columbus East tonight, 42-7. Brian, thanks for the call. He got to see an, uh, an impressive Columbus East team tonight. I think we need to talk to our athletic director. It's homecoming at New Albany, and we scheduled the team that has won 17 of the past 18 conference championships. So we might need to might need to have a discussion hmm. about that. <laughs> I'm not entering it. I'm not entering. I'm I'm out of that discussion. Remember, that was not me who said that, everyone. But uh, you know, East is starting to put some things together too. They are, and, and we saw last year when New Albany finally broke. We, we realized it was a 16-year, 55-game uh, home field winning streak that Columbus East had right. against conference opponents. Right. But it was a young team. It was a first-time uh, or first-year coach up there. And you could tell they had some pieces in place, especially in that sophomore class a year ago, that they just needed seasoning and they needed to get accustomed mm -hmm. to the new head coaching style and that they were going to be right back to the top of the Hoosier Hills Conference. And I think, you know, they, they played Whiteland early on. And, and, you know, obviously they have a great team here. But that's the kind of experience that, that the Olympians needed to go up against to get them ready for conference play. And I think they're definitely well poised to reclaim that conference championship this year. All right, quickly, tell me who plays well. you got about like 30 seconds or so here. You know, I think it was Bobby Knight that once said that, uh, you know, victory favors the team making the fewest mistakes. New Albany outgained them on the ground through 100 more passing yards, but five turnovers to just one for Columbus East, and the Olympians scored on three of those. So that was the big difference in the ballgame. Brian Sullivan, sorry to squeeze you, but thanks so much for the call. Have a great weekend. All righty, Coach. Coming up, top of the hour scoreboard update with Sam Fritz. More football on Indiana Sports.